You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What a Tuesday, right? There's a Wednesday. Lemon, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. I have no idea what day it is. It's been a year of this stuff. I have no idea what day is what. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And yes, uh, we are going to talk about some of the more interesting things said during Pro Day today. Uh, we're in, Pro Day's not today, but today we talked to six people and we're talking to four more tomorrow or seven people. I don't remember the number. Uh, there were some interesting things said, naturally. Uh, and then we're going to get into some Jim Harbaugh stuff because for some reason this narrative is just refusing to die. And it's the same people bringing it up every time. And I it just die already. Not the people. I want the people to be happy and healthy and all that. But like the narrative needs to go away. Because it's been done. The people who have listened to this program knew that it was never a real thing. We're going to get into some of that. Uh, by request. Slash I saw something else that just irked me. So we're going to get into that. And then just kind of outlook for football. I know people are tweeting that, you know, they don't want football ruining their basketball good vibes. Guess what? We have to do both. That's how it works. Most of y'all don't care that much about basketball except for right now. I hate to be the the bearer of that. And y'all don't care even as much as the people care about football. Let me also share that. And for those who say, no, 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 no. I'm telling you as someone who looks at numbers all day long of what people care about, I could write a I, I, I not this year. I haven't even tried, but in past years, I've spent a lot of time writing about basketball, and it goes unread mostly. People care so much more about football. It's like my best friend Doug always says. I would trade, and this is him set talking. I would trade ten years of Michigan basketball, no matter how good it is, for one good year in football. You might be sitting there disagreeing, but you know, for the most of you, it's true. You know it is. You love you love what's happening with basketball. I love what's happening with basketball. Football's still king in Ann Arbor. It just is. There's a reason why the basketball arena holds, like, what, 13,000 people and the football stadium is the biggest in the world. So there's reasons behind these things. Let's get to interesting pro day things. So first and foremost, uh, let's talk about what Nico Collins said about Ohio State. Because it's not that it's weird, but it's like the same. Kalik Hudson basically said the same thing two years ago. Not on pro day, but it was I think spring ball or something, and or I don't remember when it was. I just remember I was in Ann Arbor for a press conference, and I hurriedly went to write this. It was 
I think it was before bowl, the bowl game in 2019. And he had said that he, he maybe it was 2018. I don't remember what year, but he had said that he felt that Michigan was a better team and had better players than Ohio State. These are the types of things that these guys are going to say, right? They're not going to say, well, they're just so much better than us. They're just not going to. That doesn't mean that I think that they should say it either. But Nico Collins said, and let's go ahead and, and read the quote. I could play the audio, but we're not going to do that. Said He was asked about the, the supposed talent gap between Michigan and Ohio State. And again, if you've listened to the show, you know what I think about the defensive play calling and why Michigan's had trouble. I don't think that there is a giant talent gap between the two teams. I do not. That said, people want to put it on the coaching. I'll, I'll agree with that for the, the reason of, like I told you about the defensive play calls. Additionally, I do think Ohio State is better anyway and has not taken any time off from being an elite team, basically, since Woody Hayes was in his heyday. They've taken like a couple years off, period. That's it. Here is what Nico Collins had to say. It's way closer. I'd say the talent is the same kind of talent. I would say there's not a difference between the two. Every time we play O-State, we know what kind of game it's going to be. It's going to be all four quarters with the athletes they got and we got. I say we match up. They don't have more athletes than we got. I feel, and this is the kicker, I feel it's pretty much equal or we pretty much have more than them. That's it, man. Talent-wise, I'd say it's pretty much equal. There wasn't no advantage with them, none at all. It, it's Here's the thing on paper, when you're looking at recruiting classes, I mean, you can't say it's better. Michigan's had one better recruiting class than Ohio State. It's in the Jim Harbaugh era. One. And other, otherwise, I mean, you've, you've got so much attrition. You've got a lot of different things that have been working against you. If you're Michigan. Michigan's been reeling a little bit. More than a little bit. But you know what I'm saying. Michigan has been reeling. But we act also, and I, I understand... The game itself, the last two times it's been played, 2018 and 2019, has been a disaster. But it's been a, and it's been a defensive disaster. Offensively, you score 39 points in one, 27 in the other. You should be in that game. You should be. And you can't sit there and tell me, well, Chase Winovich, Rashawn Gary, David Long, guys who were in the NFL, yeah, they just couldn't hack it. Devin Bush, I know some of those got all those guys were banged up in that game in 2018, either going into it or came out of it banged up. There were certainly coaching elements that made it so those games were not close. Number one. Number two, I mean, he's wrong. But what do you expect him to say? That's the other thing. Ohio State is a better, has more talent. They do. Ohio State is a better team. They are. Until Michigan can prove more consistently. Like, if he was coming out of 2016, which Nico Collins was not on the roster yet, and that was what he had to say, then I think you can sit there and make a case for it. You can't make a case for it after that. 2017, 
okay, sure. A, and a, what seemed to be a extremely good, not elite, but extremely good Ohio State team in 2017. It took until the final minutes of the game for a bad Michigan team to put them away or to be put a bad Michigan team away rather. So I I can understand those two years, but it's been a debacle otherwise. So the way I look at it is he shouldn't have said it, but he said it. It's okay. It's not much. Yeah, I know. I wrote the article. I got an article out very quickly after we ended the two-hour Zoom press conference today. But nonetheless, you just don't. There's a better way to say it. That's not what I would say because it becomes bulletin board fodder for Ohio State. And they're like, oh, you're more talented, are we? You just don't need to do that. Now, Nico's not lining up against the Buckeyes again. He's done. So it is what it is. Then you've got a lot of the praise that you're you're hearing from some of these for for the players. Carlo Kemp went on, I'm not reading it. He spoke for I asked him about the defensive line. I got six paragraphs or something out of him, five paragraphs out of him. Mentioned all of these guys. He mentions Aiden, of course. He mentions uh, Taylor Upshaw. He mentions Donovan Jeter. He mentions Chris Hinton. He mentions Gabe Newberg, Mozzie Smith, and uh and also David Ajabo. But like I asked Ambry about, you know, what what do you think about the you know, the personnel that Michigan has at corner? And he's like, listen, Vincent Gray and Jamon Green, they can do it. I just can't wait to see them do it. But more importantly, the thing that he shared that I really took away was him talking about the coaching staff. And he's like, everything I'm hearing from these guys about the new coaches, like they're implementing an, an NFL system. It's a lot more in here. I'll, I'll read a little bit what he had to say here because I think it's really interesting. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like it copied over to my sheet. My sheet um, crashed, so I don't have it in front of me. But anyway, so I'll paraphrase. He's like, talked about them going cover three and more zone looks, playing the quarterback rather than playing the man and uh, you know, saying that there's going to be a lot more interceptions and, you know, that that with what we saw from some of those guys last year, that it was a little bit more of a mental situation than it was a, a physically, in, you know, being capable or incapable. Like he paid no deference whatsoever to Don Brown and Mike Zordich. None. Zero was like, this is going to be amazing what we're about to see. Kind of flies in the face of what some pundits out there are saying about, like, you know, they're, they just are, you know, the kids on that are there, they just don't really like this new coaching staff. Listen, I've been told, and I told you this already, that the energy thing is real. I had an off the record conversation with someone inside that building who told me that, like, just. You know, I was like, you know, give it to me straight. And I've had this person give it to me straight. Like, I remember going into, I don't remember what year, 2017, I think. And it was like, I don't know how how this is going to turn out. But they went into it being like, this one, they were like, dude, the energy is incredible. 
Like it, everyone's so fired up. Everyone's so optimistic and excited and you can see it and you can feel it and all of that stuff. Just more of that. Um, so that, that I think was really interesting. The last thing was, because this ties with the Jim Harbaugh thing, which we're going to get into here in a moment. You know what? Let's just push that. And we'll t- I'll read Nico Collins' quote on Jim Harbaugh. I asked him, kind of asked him. <laughs> I tried to ask him, but my Zoom just would not stay connected. So I had to have uh, the SID ask. But I asked him about, like, hey, you, you vehemently defended Jim Harbaugh like a couple weeks ago, a month ago. Why? What's, what's the deal there? What, what makes him the right coach? Carlo Kemp had some stuff to say. So we'll get into all of that just in a second. And then we'll get into all the other stuff. But before we do, chain stores have a different price tier for professional mechanics and for do-it-yourselfers. But guess what? RockAuto.com, their prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices uh, possible, available, rather than changing prices based on the market, which is like what airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership, nor does it uh, require account login. RockAuto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. Let's continue on here with the Jim Harbaugh thing. So here's I Carlo Kemp had a couple things to say about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, talked about just like how great he was and, you know, says it was a great relationship being able to have a coach you can go up to and talk ball with and just learn because he's got so much knowledge about the game, not only because he's coached it, because he's played it and he's played in big games before as another aspect, another layer to it that you're privileged to have for sure. Nico Collins went several steps further. Because of what he improved, how he cares for his players on the field and off the field, what people don't see, they only see the games that we probably lost. They say he's the wrong coach, but there's more to it. The things, he cares for the players on the field, off the field. Coach Harbaugh, man, he's a great coach. There's more to it than just football with him. He's a guy that's willing to bring the best out of everyone, and that's going to be there for everybody. When people say he's not the right coach, that he needs to be fired, you don't know what y'all talking about. There's more to it. I just feel like Harbaugh is the one. He's a great coach for Michigan. He always will be. 
Here's the other thing. People were already overreacting. Now, I'm not saying this se- the season was a success. 2019, with you, you lose to Wisconsin. You lose the way they lost to Wisconsin. You, you lose to Penn State. You lose to Ohio State, and then you lose to Alabama. Like on paper, like those are teams that are, they're they're acceptable to lose to, right? Like you, you hope you don't do it all in one year, but in you, you thought maybe, all right, they turned the corner against Wisconsin and Penn State the year before, then now they're they're gunning for Ohio State. Alabama doesn't have two of it. We saw how good they were with Mac Jones. I mean, they still played against. Mac Jones, Najee Harris, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith. They played against all those guys, all on one team. It was still Alabama, right? And they they held their own. Didn't finish, but held their own. You want wins. You do. But I think that people are holding this 2-4 and record, taking it a little too seriously. Now, if this is the type of year we get this next year, then yeah, there's there's a huge issue. A huge, huge, huge issue. But a lot of the people out there who, again, and I've said this a million times on here, the peop- a lot of the people that are screaming the loudest and saying Harbaugh's got to go are the same people that said, this is, this is whatever, this is a free year. Just go out there and do whatever, who cares? It's funny how that works, right? So I saw a tweet, I'm not going to name who, that said the only reason why Jim Harbaugh is Michigan's head coach and why he was extended is because of what he did as a player and nothing to do with what he did as a coach. Nothing no, that what he's done as a coach, there, there's no way that he would be the, the head coach at Michigan. Number one, let's remember the fact that Harbaugh, even despite the weird narrative that he wanted to leave and just wasn't offered a job. That's not true, number one. I don't know that he was offered a job or not, but the, the he wanted to leave. People say, I have sources. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that my source on this is better than the people who are claiming they have sources. It just is. That's not a flex. It's just the truth. So... Things played out exactly as I said they were going to all along. Number one, the fact that we're talking about this at the end of March, two months, two plus months after he signed his extension, it, it, we don't need to, but we're going to because this is ridiculous. That, that that it's still a narrative. Jim Harbaugh was on his way out, but for some reason he's here. It, listen, Jim Harbaugh, if he wanted to be gone, he would be gone. It is that simple. If he wanted to be gone, he wasn't just going to, he's not just looking at him and be like, well, I can't find anything else. So I guess I'll just coach Michigan. Listen, if he was like, I want to get out of Michigan, he would not be coaching at Michigan, nor would Ward Manuel let him coach at Michigan. It just would not happen. I know that for the, it's the factiest of facts that I have. Here's the other thing. Jim Harbaugh's record at Michigan, if he was anyone else, he would be gone. Out of 14 coaches, and there is one coach in here that's been fired, which is Lovey Smith, Jim Harbaugh has the third best winning percentage in the Big Ten Conference. When it comes to overall win percentage, and I'm the site that I went off of that had all of this, it had overall 
from all years of coaching. So not just at Michigan, but keep in mind the bad Stanford years when he was rebuilding Stanford. Still 22nd of all active college head coaches. Still 22nd in the country. But he is third in the Big Ten of active head coaches, even removing Lovey Smith, because obviously we Brett Bielema is yet to coach a game at Illinois. So it goes like this. Ryan Day, Ohio State. His winning percentage is .955. He has lost one game so far at Ohio State. One. That was obviously in the championship game to Alabama. One game. That is it. Um, that seems wrong, by the way. Did he? He because they didn't win the national championship the year before, but they were in the playoff, weren't they? Or were they not? Guess I just don't remember exactly how that how that played out. Nonetheless, I might have just copied that wrong. Nonetheless, point nine five five. That's his record at Ohio State. Oh, they lost. He's lost two because he lost to Clemson the year before. So I just copied that wrong. Still, twenty one and two. That is a heck of a record. He's lost to Clemson and Alabama. Next is Paul Christ. Point seven five. He's gone. He's also had six years. He's gone fifty four and seventeen. So he's got five more wins than Jim Harbaugh at forty nine and twenty two. It's a point six nine winning percentage for Jim Harbaugh. But here's the thing about Paul Christ. Does not have to play Ohio State every year. Does not have to play Penn State every year. Has played Michigan almost every year that he's been. And obviously, he's got two losses to three wins. Three and two against Michigan. One every, every all three times in Madison, or I guess it's three and three, right? And one or twice in Madison. No, that's right. Two two in Madison and this last one in Ann Arbor. No one's talking about James Franklin, frames Jenklin like he's on his way out or anything. James Franklin's record at Penn State is average in seven years, 0.674. Negligibly worse than Jim Harbaugh, but still worse. 58 and 28 in that time frame. You know what's the most impressive number here? Kirk Ferentz, Iowa. 0.612, 167 and 106. Think about some of those bad Iowa teams, and he's still like above, you know, his head's still above water. PJ Fleck at Minnesota, 0.571. Pat Fitzgerald, another masterful job, 0.565. Tom Allen at Indiana, 0.533, which is excellent when you consider that Indiana has to play all the teams it has to play. Greg Schiano's at Rutgers kind of almost doesn't count because it's. He, He's only got one year in the Big Ten, but 0.493, 70 and 72 overall. Jeff Brome is 0.432. Scott Frost is 0.367 in three years. If you want to talk about someone still having a job because they played quarterback for your school, that's Scott Frost. Mel Tucker, 2-4 and 1, or 2-4 and 1 year, rather. It's 0.33. Lovey Smith had a 0.309 record. And Mike Loxley had a 0.273. In two years, six and sixteen overall for the former Alabama offensive coordinator. So th- that's just not a true narrative. You want, yeah, you want Jim Harbaugh to be number one. 
You want him to be at worst number two with just behind number one. Paul Chris not going up against the same competition on a weekly basis. We all know that the East is harder than the West. And to knock off number one, you have to knock off number one. Guess what? No one in the Big Ten has beaten Ohio State since Ryan Day took over. Zero. James Franklin has beaten Ohio State since Urban Meyer came once. Kirk Ferentz beat Ohio State once. Jeff Brome somehow beat Ohio State once. Mark D'Antonio beat him a couple times. Stop acting. I understand. You are measured by the Ohio State game. Stop acting like all of these other schools are just, yeah, they just beat Ohio State. Why can't, why isn't Michigan not doing it? It's not happening. Ohio State, to our conversation earlier in this episode, is just better. They are among Alabama and Clemson. Those are their peers. Michigan is not their peer. And you can sit there and say, well, Michigan should be their peer. Okay. How do you do it? Well, you bring in Matt Campbell, who's got a .53 whatever winning percentage. Okay. I... There's no easy answer. And you can sit there and say, well, that's the easy answer. It's not an easy answer. It, there isn't an easy answer. So I am, I'm just sick of these false equivalencies, these logical fallacies, all of these things that keep on coming up when it comes to Jim Harbaugh. Was last year good? No, it was, abs- it was absolutely terrible. But pandemic year, if it happens again this next year, then we've got some issues. It's a weird year for everybody, not just in football, in life. But Jawan Howard, listen, they're not the same thing, number one. Also, Jawan Howard, I think he's done a masterful job. I think he has elevated a team that was already really good. But that's the thing. That team was already really good. Do we not remember when Jim Harbaugh took over the Michigan team in 2015, before 2015? That there were so many people that said he'll be lucky. As great as everyone thought of him as being the greatest coach in all of football, pretty much, he'll be lucky if he can even get this team to a bowl game. He was a victim of his own early success. All right, we are pretty much out of time, but I got to do another segment, so that'll be about two minutes long. <laughs> uh, anyway, BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but guess what? NBA, college basketball, both men's and women's, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, real time updated odds, and perhaps on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and the odds is the best way to place your bets. And guess what? It's free to sign up. Head over to betonline.ag to sign up today. Use that promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, also got to talk to you a little bit about Built Bar. You all know how much I, how much I love Built Bar. Uh, I, 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 as soon as I hit end record on yesterday's episode, yes, I had two Built Bars right away because I wanted to eat Built Bar during, and now it's going to make me want to do it again. Uh, I was just having some of their uh, their churro marshmallow and the banana cream. Listen, I don't even like bananas, but this banana cream marshmallow thing is delicious. That's the thing about Built Bar. Protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. High protein, low calories, low carbs. You can't beat it. I'm a huge fan 
and I know a lot of you out there are as well. So go to BuiltBar.com, put in promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off that next order. BuiltBar.com, LOCKED15, 15% off the next order at BuiltBar.com. All right. Got to wrap this up partially also because I'm going on Locked on Big Ten to talk Michigan basketball here in three minutes. But uh, So we've got about two minutes. So outlook for Michigan in 2021. Listen, it's all going to hinge on the quarterback, I think. I mean, part of it's going to be how much can the defense rebound. But like I've talked about it before, if the defense can at least be somewhere in between, smack dab in between what it was last year, which was bad, and what it was before, which was elite, then you're working with something. But something's got to work out with the quarterback, whether it's Cade, whether it's JJ, or you know what? If I was to really put money on it, I think Alan Bowman's going to have the inside track once he arrives. And I know people are going to sit there and say another transfer quarterback, blah, 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 as if it has mattered for Oklahoma or as if it mattered for Joe Burrow or as if it matters for Justin Fields. These are the arguments that only for some reason come up with Michigan. And I understand it's because Jim Harbaugh was considered a quarterback whisperer. He looked that way for the first two years, and then after that it wasn't quite the same. So it's going to hinge on that, but I think 6-6 six and six is the floor. I think the ceiling is probably 11 and 1. Do I think they're going to go 11 and 1? No, I do not. I think they're probably likely to go either 9 and 3 or 8 and 4. I think they'll rebound a bit because I do think it was a weird year and I think that the changes has brought new energy and new life into that into the program. And so I think you're going to see those types of changes. All right, that's going to have to do it for us because we're already at 29 minutes and I got to go. So anyway, Thank you for listening to me being angry online. <laughs> we will talk to you tomorrow, Thursday. I haven't put up the question to get your mailbag questions in because I forgot that it is Wednesday, but I'm doing that by the time that you hear this. So get your questions in for the mailbag. All right, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.